Welcome to Let's Get Literature. I am your host, Samantha McGee, and this is a literary podcast that has been too long abandoned, where I talk about my current reads, my favorite books, and all things bookish and wonderful. I have been out of the office (laughs) since like May, and it is now September. So I'm so sorry for my extended absence, and I hope that there are listeners that are excited to see an episode pop up on their feed. But I am back. It's back to school season, and I'm finally regularly reading again, and I have some great reading goals for September that I want to share with you, and just simple goals for myself that I've set to help set set myself up for success and plow through the reading slump that has just tortured me since probably like April or May. So with no further ado, I'm so excited to be recording. Let's get literature. All right, so I literally... (laughs) had to look at old notes from previous podcast episodes and then listen to an old podcast episode to make sure I had the order right and remembered like how I did my segments. So (laughs) we are getting back into routine here with this podcast. And so the first segment is recently read and I'm super excited to talk about these books because one... I miss talking about books and two, I feel like I have an excellent recently read lineup and three, um, these are the books that really helped pull me out of a reading slump that was intermittent really since March. So, um, the first one is when no one is watching by Alyssa Cole. This just came out on September 1st and I had actually pre-ordered it um an Instagram a bookstagram account I followed brought her to my attention and the fact that it was her birthday I believe in August and so it was kind of like a little movement to pre-order her newest book um in order to celebrate her birthday and so I thought hmm thriller sounds great to me and then I saw the blurb I think it was like on Amazon or like on the post that was shared and it said um comparable to get out which is the movie that was i think written by jordan peele and i i absolutely loved that movie and i thought it was just so important so as soon as i saw that i pre-ordered it and for my understanding Alyssa cole was a romance writer and this is her first like foray into thriller and i think she did a fantastic job now let me say this much I don't think that it's like a creepy murder type thriller. It might not be your typical thriller, just as Get Out, the movie, wasn't your typical thriller. But for me, especially as a reader, I felt it read like a thriller. I had no idea what was coming. I I mean, I kind of got that sensation, and I'm not going to have any spoilers, but um, it, it deals with the gentrification of a Brooklyn neighborhood that is you know, um, historical and, and strongly African-American and, you know, it, it deals with, um, these people who have lived in these, this neighborhood their whole life and own these houses 
being unwanted and suddenly seen as as troublemakers or a nuisance just by living the way they have for years and years and years and, and generations. And um, I think this book is really important. And I hope that more people pick it up. I think that there were several kind of like, uh, I don't know, like crappy Goodreads reviews because I think people maybe didn't understand what the premise was, but I thought that it was perfectly done. Um, once I got to a certain point, I could not put it down. And for me, that's the hallmark of any great thriller is me not being able to put the book down. Um, so for me, it crossed off all my all my checkboxes. Um, and I, I really loved the main character. She was complex. I, this was a five-star read for me. And I would definitely recommend it. Again, that is When No One Is Watching by Alyssa Cole. Next up is In the Dream House by Carmen Maria Machado. I hope I'm saying that right. This was a memoir. And um, I reserved it for my library because I knew that it dealt with um, domestic abuse. More specifically, I thought I had read a review and I thought more specifically it dealt with parental domestic abuse, but it's um, a, mostly deals with relationship, um, like verbal and, and physical abuse. And it really delves into the mental toll that that had on um, Carmen and and kind of how she she survived through it and she really the, first of all the way this is written is powerful um, because it's framed in a secondary viewpoint so it's like you she's talking about herself and her own experience but instead of saying I or like choosing a third party as she it's you so you are doing this you are sad that this happened and I felt that was very powerful because it kind of put the power back in the reader um and forced you to live in the dream house um I rated this five stars I thought this was great I'm still looking for a memoir or a book and I don't like self-help so you know none of that um but if you guys have any recommendations on good books for like parental type domestic abuse, it's like mental and um, just very like not physical, you know, like it's mental, manipulative and not physical. Please let me know because that's why I've been kind of looking for to read. And while this was great, it wasn't exactly what I was looking for. But regardless, five star read. Nonetheless, I would recommend it. And finally, a book that was long awaited for me that has actually been pretty controversial on Bookstagram. And so I kind of wanted to throw my two cents into it because I have strong opinions. And so I wanted to make sure that I spoke on this because this is something that I love and something that um, I wanted to be able to speak on and be like completely transparent about. Um, this is 28 Summers by Ellen Hildebrand. First of all, I am a huge fangirl of her work. I recently acquired every single book she's ever written because I've read enough now of her backlog to know that I just savor her books and I just think that she is a great escapism author in the best way possible. And so one, I would go to bat for her no matter what because I think that she's a great author, but um, the premise of this as a married woman is, of course, a little bit concerning. 
because, you know, I don't think anyone wants to romanticize infidelity, but a lot of people did not like the way that certain female characters were portrayed or they didn't like the fact that the premise was, um, you know, infidelity and this idea of being with someone out of um, like duty or honor and kind of disrespecting like the sanctity of marriage. And while I completely see that, I just I love this book. And <laughs> there were some parts that did make me feel a little icky. I will say that much. Um, I think that maybe if you had um, if you're slightly traumatized by like extramarital affairs or that kind of thing, I think that maybe this would be a little bit damaging to you. And maybe as a highly sensitive person to that, this wouldn't be the book that I would recommend. But I think that if you've liked Ellen Hildebrand in the past and liked the way that she has taken on some complex, um, complicated and complex storylines, I think that this would be a great pick for you. I flew through it. I could not get enough and I was sad. I was so sad when it was over because I knew that when I finished it back in June, I knew that her next book wasn't coming out until October, which is a, the third in a series that I love. Um, so now that it's like September and the book is like two weeks away, I'm okay. But in June, I was extremely sad, which led me to buy her entire back catalog. <laughs> but I did get most of them. Uh, actually, I think I got all of them used, which if you know me personally, I love a good used books, a, <laughs> a good used book. Actually, it wasn't until recently, like the past year or two that I've frequently bought new books um, from either Indies or Barnes and Noble. Before that, I was really frequenting thrift books. But then when I got into Bookstagram, I found myself more driven to talk about newer books and talk about, um, just books that were higher on the radar. Um, and plus, I think that even if you're not relevant on Bookstagram, like even if you're not one of these like 80,000 follower accounts, I think that just being as a presence on Bookstagram really tempts you to these new and exciting titles that everyone else is reading and raving about. So unfortunately, that has really stopped my used book buying. But um, it was really nice to be able to get used books again and have those on my shelves and know that I don't know. I just I get real corny about used books. Is it just me? Because I just feel like it's like someone else's history, you know, like they bought that book and maybe they got rid of it because they hated it or maybe it was part of their collection when they passed. And I don't know. I just get all frilly and weird. I get really weird about used books. But anyways, I think I will spare you any additional talking and I'll move on to my next segment. <laughs> Next up is my currently reading, which thanks to being dug out of a book slump by some very good books and I would like to say very good tactics on my part, I am balancing four books right now and two of those are buddy reads with close like in real life friends of mine. So um, the first one I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about my two non-buddy reads first, ones that I picked up on my own. And then I will talk about my two buddy reads. So the first 
book that I'm just reading on my own accord is The Royal We by Heather Cox and Jennifer Morgan. Um, so far, I'm not very far into this one because unfortunately I got distracted. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to balance like a couple pages and all of them at a time, which I'm very thankful that I'm able to do. Um, this one is, it just reminds me heavily of a, um, alternate retelling of the Prince or Princess Kate and Prince William story. Um, it's, uh, like an American girl and a, a British boy and uh, well to be more specific a British royal and um, I'm very early in it starts off um, in media res like in the middle of things but those things happen um, way later chronologically in the telling of the story so it's one of those books that kind of hints that something's going to happen but then you have to rewind to hear the whole story, which I don't mind entirely. I feel like sometimes those can give me like bookish anxiety. Um, but, um, you know, I like it so far. I like the writing style and I'm very excited to see where this story goes. Next up, I'm reading a random Barnes and Noble pick that I'm actually so happy I stumbled across at the bookstore. Um, this is Miss Graham's Cold War Cookbook by Celia Reese. Um, this is so cool because uh, obviously by the title, it follows after like directly after World War II. Um, it follows a, a British woman who is hired to travel to Germany and basically like kind of do spy things. Um, and it's presenting as a, as her being a teacher. So she, her front is that she's a, an educator going to help rebuild the education system in Germany because, um, as many people know, after World War II, Germany was in complete ruins and, um, even though perhaps maybe they didn't deserve help, we reached out to help them. Um, and by we, I mean like the allies, not just the United States, but mostly actually London, uh, Britain. So, uh, she goes over on that front and I'm not very far along in this, um, probably about, um, a third of the way through, but it is, it's just incredible because, um, the way that she decides she's going to hide this code and hide what's happening is through cookbook recipes. And so at the start of every chapter is a, cookbook recipe from the very beginning it's it's mostly like wartime recipes so these were very scarce rations that they had to deal with and it was basically making the best out of them and making the most normalcy out of something that wasn't very normal during wartime and even from the very beginning before you really know what's happening I mean everything I've said is like jacket copy like nothing is a spoiler but even like the very first chapter and even to the point where I'm at you don't know how to decipher these so hypothetically there's some cool spy code in these recipes but I don't know yet how to break open the like the spy message so I'll be interested to go back on those recipes and and see how she um coded those because it kind of talks a little bit about how she's thinking through how she's going to send these secretly coded message messages and um 
it's very interesting the kind of the system that she's running through in her head and and running through with the people that she's sending the messages to but i'll just be very curious to go back to the recipes and see if that makes sense to either what's going on in the novel at the time or maybe linking it to another part of the novel when she would have written the recipe like in the chronological timeline of the story so again that is miss graham's cold war cookbook by celia reese okay so my two buddy reads um the first one i'm really excited to talk about because over quarantine i think like many people um i have been super bored <laughs> and um it's just been very difficult to find i think things that consistently make you feel some sort of normalcy so um for my husband and I right before COVID we had established a great like really sweet routine and it was we would do um Saturday morning breakfast dates and then on Sunday uh late afternoon we would go see a movie and then we would go out to eat somewhere and he would take me to Barnes and Noble and I think I miss that probably the most of any other thing that um we have not had in the past several months and so um, my friend and I were looking into like bookish subscription boxes because as you guys know I get book in the month I'm actually going to talk about my September picks in this episode um, but you know there are so many subscription boxes now like almost for everything even my dog gets um, bark box like he gets his own uh, <laughs> subscription box so um, we just kind of started looking into it and we stumbled upon a book subscription called Once Upon a Book Club. And it is one of those really cool ones where it is sent with wrapped gifts and the gifts coordinate with something on a specific page. So you're not supposed to open the gift until you get to the specially marked page. And I just think that is so cool. And I, we actually got our first one, me and my friend, Nicole, we got our first one and we decided to do these books as a buddy read. And so I'm I'm uh, like 70 pages into that. It's very, very good so far. Uh, it's kind of, it's, um, I <laughs> forgot to tell you the book title. It's The Daughters of Foxcoat Manor by Eve Chase. Um, the box comes with like a bunch of information from like a letter from the author, information on the book discussion questions a bunch of cool things and then obviously the gifts and the book itself um it's a very cool thriller I have no idea what's going on but I love thrillers like that where you're kind of like off your you know off your balance for a little bit that's kind of my like comfort zone in reading so I'm enjoying it immensely and the first gift was really cool I'm obviously not going to spoil it um but I highly recommend uh, trying that subscription service out and then also the book which is the daughters of foxcoat manor by eve chase and then the subscription service is once upon a book club uh, i really want to try bookshelf thomasville's treat yourself uh subscription i feel like that seems like a pretty solid option as well but i think i'll you know kind of mix it up because obviously no one wants to spend that much money on book subscriptions <laughs> a month and then my um, last buddy read is The Wicked City by Beatrice Williams. Uh, my friend Mara has a lot more control than I do. And she went to a bookstore with her boyfriend and she shared this title. It was the only book she picked up, even though she wanted four, which I told her that she needs to teach me her ways because 
I go into a bookstore and see nothing I want and walk out with seven titles. So again, girl has shelf control that I don't think any of us have if we're on Bookstagram or in this bookish podcast community. I don't know. I don't know how that happens. Um, <laughs> anyways, she shared it and I looked it up and I was like, man, that sounds good. And it's one that I'd had on my Goodreads radar for like a while. It's actually part of a series. There's a second novel. I don't know if there's going to be more. Um, it's The Wicked Redhead is the second novel of it. And I'll be very excited to see if I feel like I need to like go for a sequel um, after the first one. But so far, it's fantastic. If you like old timey New York City, the 1920s, I think you'll like it a lot. And I think it's an interesting fusion of the um, alternate timelines that we've seen so frequently in modern day historical fiction. So I'm very excited to see where that goes and see kind of what I think about it. And I'm even more excited to buddy read it with somebody that um, loves historical fiction and is as much of a history nerd as me. So again, that is The Wicked City by Beatrice Williams. And I'm super excited to get further into that one. I wanted to talk about my book of the month picks, um, not because I'm affiliated with them in any way whatsoever, but because um, I just love their service and I love how affordable hardcover books are with them. And um, they had quite a bit of controversy um, earlier in the year um, with the BLM movement and silencing um, a POC um, bookstagrammer's comment. And I'm, I was really happy this month to see so many selections that um, were diverse and um, not only with um, the authors, but um, with the genres as well. I just thought they did a really great job this month and I was just happy to see them um, putting an effort in um, following everything that had happened. So I'm just going to go over my titles real quick. Uh, the first one is The Last Story of Minna Lee. Uh, this was a Reese book book club pick, and I was super happy to see that because I knew that I had picked it for my book of the month box, and I love Reese's picks, so I'm very excited to read this. The next one I picked up one by one. This is Ruth Ware's newest thriller. I love thrillers, and the premise sounds so enticing to me. It's like they're stranded at like a luxury ski resort or something, and I oh, I love stranded stories, so that makes me super excited to read it because I don't know Ruth Ware is a brilliant author and she has yet to do wrong by me and her writing so I'm just super excited for this pick and then um finally A Rogue of One's Own by Evie Dunmore now this is the second in a series so I have to do some research to see if it's kind of like one of those series that they're kind of in the same universe, but you don't have to like read the first one before the second one. But I'll probably just end up buying the first one, which is bringing down the Duke before reading the second one, because I think that that would bother me not reading them in order. So just a heads up, if you go to book of the month to pick this up, um, yeah, I don't, it's a series. So it's probably not the best choice for the, um, <laughs> the book of the month. But 
Um, in all seriousness, book of the month is like $14.99 a month and add-ons are only 10 bucks. So considering like a new hardcover book is like 30 bucks if you walk into Barnes and Noble, I just think that it's a great bargain. Um, I think my favorite podcast, which is currently reading, well, one of two because also uh, what should I read next, of course, with the Ambogle. But currently reading has a code. So I'm currently working on a Google Sites for this podcast. And so as soon as I get that done and I have all my stuff ready, I will put their code on there. Um, I love supporting Katie and Meredith. And um, yeah, I think that would just be really awesome. So um, in that code makes your box like 10 bucks for the first month, which is a crazy bargain. If you're a book lover, which I assume you are because you stumbled upon this podcast, um, books are like super expensive. So any opportunity I get to find like a bargain deal on a book, I'm a hundred percent down as long as it's not like, I mean, you know, of course, Amazon is terrible and you should try to shop at like Barnes and Noble or like or more specifically and better in indie, um, your local indie. But um, I don't know. I just feel like book of the month is like a great way to get a brand new or early release book into your hand and it's very affordable. So that's my spiel. And I don't even get sponsored by them. I just think they're great. <laughs> so yeah, those are my book of the month picks for September. <laughs> I have my must-read recommendation. I don't think this should come as a surprise based on my earlier praise, but my must-read recommendation when I sat down and thought, man, which book right now could I really just like gush about? And that was When No One Is Watching by Alyssa Cole. Because of the fact that I feel like it was marketed solely as a thriller and her first foray into that genre I think that people could read it a little bit harshly especially if they purchased it with the wrong intention but I think that if you like to get out and I think that if you um want to hear about like serious issues that are currently happening in our country I think that's important an important book and I think that everyone should read it I I just thought it was a great great book and I I haven't read any of Alyssa Cole's previous stuff. I really want to now because I think she is a phenomenal author, um, especially when it comes to not only plot, but characters. Her characters were just so great. And it, as a thriller, um, I felt this was twisty and turny and I did not see certain things coming and I um, second guessed my own assumptions and I just, it was great. Um so I definitely think that you should pick it up. I think that you should read it. And I think that you should talk about it because um, more people need to be talking about important books like this. Seriously, it's just like my um, when I recommended The Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead. I just some books are just really important, you know, so going to get off my soapbox now. But that is When No One Is Watching by Alyssa Cole. folks that's the end of the podcast it feels so good to be able to sit down with my podcast mic 
and just talk about books again. And um, I'm just really excited to be back. I had gotten very discouraged and uh, I don't know. I think just the past couple of months, I think, have been dark for a lot of us. And um, it's just been tough. And I just know that this is something that is important to me. And so I am just so excited to be back and recording. And I hope that you are so excited to um, to hear my voice in your ears again and to talk books with me. And I'm just so excited. And I hope to have some guests very soon for you and to just keep going. Um, my usual upload date from now on will be Fridays. I think that will work best with my schedule. I am teaching virtually full-time and I am getting my master's degree now. So uh, it's a lot to juggle, but I think it's a good juggle and a healthy juggle. And I'm <laughs> very excited. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Bookish Anxiety. I did change my username and it might change a couple times again because I just can't find the right username for what I am but I really like book bookish anxiety I feel like that um is a very good username for me I was at swift bookworm um but yeah I'm far removed from that <laughs> handle um so again find me on instagram at bookish anxiety my name is samantha I am your host of let's get literature and thank you for listening to me gush about books today happy reading